Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to another episode of Convert Central. Today we are bringing back Brother Brian, but before that, let me introduce um today's co-host. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh, everybody. Uh, we are very happy to have Brian back on the, uh, Brother Ibrahim back on our show, and uh, he's going to talk to uh, you know he's going to talk to us about Ramadan. Assalamualaikum, guys. I'm happy to to be back. Uh, thanks for inviting me on the show again. No, thank you for coming. Why don't you tell us, like, why did you run us through your first Ramadan and how it was for you? Uh, okay, so the first time I fasted was when I was 19, uh, 20, last year um, in Ramadan. And so in Ramadan, okay, so I was, last year I already started, I already enlisted into NS. I served, I served as a clerk, so I served in the, the office, so it's office hours every single day. So I would wake, wake up for sahur and then go to work and, and come back around six plus seven-ish. So just nice in time to, to breakfast. So um, one big thing about, uh, one, one impact that, that uh, one, one big impact for me was that waking up at four plus, uh, I wake up a lot, a lot earlier than, earlier than I usually would. Usually I wake up around six ish. Now we now now wake up around four. So that's two hours, two hours that's less of sleep every night. But that was a quite a that was quite a big hit for me because if, if let's say you sleep at eleven ish, twelve, right? You wake up four. That's four hours of sleep a night, right? Mm. So for the first for the whole of Ramadan last year, um, I try to sleep as early as I can. So you know, uh, in Ramadan we are we are. In, Courage to perform as much worship as we can in the nights because Ramadan as a whole is a blessed, blessed month. Um, but uh, sadly, I wasn't able to do so. I just, I, just, I mm-hmm. felt that uh, um, it wasn't, it wasn't as fe- as fe- as feasible as it, as I would like it to be. So most of the time, I just slept. After after I after I broke fast and I prayed shark, then I would uh, prepare like, um sort some sort some things around the house and I would just go to bed. Um, even then, even then, even if I had tried to sleep at the earliest time, it would be around like maybe eleven ish. So ultimately, still sleep deprived in the day. Uh, but alhamdulillah, on the, on the on the weekends, uh, you get to get to recharge. Uh, so the biggest. So that, that was the first time I was fasting, and actually uh, the the first day, I, I'm guys, I'm not, I'm not sure this is this is okay to share or not, but uh, the first day that I fasted, so I went to work. Mm-hmm. First thing that occurred in camera right, was that I had diarrhea. Oh, no. <laughs> so so because like you know when the first first time going without water, right? The first thing, the biggest concern that you would have is that oh no, am I gonna be dehydrated throughout the day? Mm. And the first thing that I had was like I was like oh man okay um should I break my fast you know because <laughs> the thing is like if you're if you're if you're in a if you're if you're in a situation where you are uh um in dire need of hydration you know uh, you can break your fast at least that's that's that, that's what I I I understood but I really didn't want you know, my first day of fasting ever to have to break it you know. So okay, I was so that that was something that occurred on the first day, and on the, the this sub- subsequent days, right? Um, I really struggled with, uh, not being not 
like balancing my meal, I think. So sometimes mm. in the morning, I'll eat food that's very salty and I would feel very thirsty throughout the day or at night, you know. Um, I'll eat foods that are very too heavy for me to sleep because if I want to sleep very early, I would have to take a smaller meal, right? Because if I eat too full, I can't sleep. So uh, there were a lot of mistakes that I made, especially during my first year, especially because you're fasting alone. So uh, your, your meals, you kind of make yourself and, and you don't really know what to look out for. So um, I guess the, the two biggest things was food and sleep. But like from, like that's the, that's the, so that's, that, that's dunya. So food and sleep hit me the hardest in my first year. And in regards to worship, um, to be perfectly honest, uh, if, 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 we sh- if I should not share, if I should not share this part, and please cut out the of the thing, but um, I I only prayed ther- I therapy once in the in the whole month. Mm-hmm. That, that was on the first night. So what 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 occurred was that I broke fast on the first night. I ate the food. I ate too much. Then I was so full. Then I prayed therapy on third to throw up. So I was like, oh, am I gonna do this again on the on the the second night? Because uh, on the first night, I know my my experience with it wasn't that great. So um. So I guess I was a bit scarred, you know, uh, on the first night. But then, uh, but the main reason why I didn't pray every um, other night afterwards was because I just struggled with getting enough sleep. Because mm. when, when you go, when you when you're in NS, you you can't sleep. You sleep in camp, you know, uh, it's just it cannot. So so you. St- struggle with getting in enough sleep i think uh so that's the one big part of my first ramadan and the second part was that for most of ramadan i was at least for most of my comfort journey but i guess you feel it a lot in in ramadan was that i didn't i, I liked muslim companionship mm-hmm. and um well, we, we all go through different things. And I think that was a test of mine um, that I didn't have m- many Muslim friends. And I think that when you fast, right, a big part of fasting is feeling that sense of solidarity that, you know, everyone else in your family is fasting too, you know, the Muslims, mm. you, you, when you go on a train, you know, you, you, then you see another Muslim in your heart, you're like, mm, yeah, we're, we're both fasting now. High five, but um, but when 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 they're your friends and they're, when they're your close friends, you know, like you guys break fast together, you guys talk 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 about things, you guys worship together. I think that that really brings you, um, that really gives you a sense of satisfaction, which might push you towards more ibadah, more worship, and I think just just yeah, it's just that very nice warm sense, I guess, um. So that was one thing that I, str- I, str- I struggled with, um, like a Muslim companionship. Uh, and How is it now for you though, this Ramadan? Oh, this, this Ramadan, uh, I guess, like, uh, I, I met a lot more friends ever since mm-hmm. last, last, last year and um, we've built stronger connections since, I've, since we've met. And I, and I very and very very grateful for them 
And this year, even though we are not you know, physically together, um, and 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 ever since Ramadan started, I think I've never prayed a con congregational prayer. I think because circuit breaker occurred. Maybe no, yeah. Because um, even though circuit breaker, circuit breaker occurred before, right? Before it, the uh, Ramadan started. Yeah. So even though physically, right? You no, know, we're not near. But uh, Alhamdulillah, we live in an age where there's calls. Everything is electronic now, so we can still. And the connection never was physical. The connection always was from our hearts. So we, because we talk, because we, you know, we we zoom, uh, and over zoom we recite Quran. We always know that we are in their duas and they are in ours. And I think just having, just being able to know that, grants you are. Uh, Strengthens you, and I, I, I also hope, I'm so hope the thing that also strengthens them, and just having that sense of, to, together togetherness, and friends, friends, uh, in Ramadan and and outside, and in and in Islam and in life in general is, uh, one of the most important things I would say. When I was just start just starting out on my Islamic journey, I I met a man. In a mosque, he was the mosque ma mosque manager of that mosque, and we talked for a few days. And the advice that he gave me, the advice that he emphasized on, the advice that he always went back to, he told me this like three or four times, I think, that find find good friends, you know, find the, find good people to stick by because you are influenced by the people you are with, and and and, and we know the. Hadith about friends because you know you are upon the religion of a friend. If I'm not mistaken, uh, there's also another hadith on about a friend being like a good friend being like someone who sells perfume and a bad friend being like someone being a blacksmith. So I think uh, one big thing about um, Islam and Ramadan in, in general is that uh, is that. Having a community really strengthens you and really keeps you consistent on worship. And also one thing on add, right? During the nights of Ramadan this year and last year, I find that the nights, especially like you know the last ten nights, right? Um, there are there are the nights where you might be closer to God, right? and you know, the nights where our worships might be worth more. Personally, I find that on these nights, right, my heart's my heart. I mean, usually uh, weighed down by the things in this world a bit more than the other nights. You know, my heart is heavier, but not not in the bad sense. In the sense that it's heavier, so it turns me more. It it pushes me, I think, to 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 see this world as as to see this world more as something temporary, because mm -hmm. most most of the time, you know, we we. Um, one of the reasons that we forget Allah is that we 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 wish to amass and gain and enjoy the things of of this world, but but one but more more often than not, the the times where we turn away from it are when bad things bad things occur. 
know, we lose a loved one, we develop a form of sickness, you know. And these things, um, what they have in what they have in common is that they show the temporality of this life. That you know, indeed one day you, know, you will this this will end and you will, you will return back to back to him. And what occurred this year and and last year was during the nights I would at least closer towards the end, right? I would usually have some some things which are more difficult in my life, stressing me out and stuff. Uh. So because of that, uh, they would push me, you know, to have more worship. And I think that's a good thing. So uh, perhaps, perhaps you love a thing and it's bad for you. Perhaps you hate a thing and it's good for you. So I would say that uh, this this Ramadan and last year, or I expect probably in more Ramadan in the future would be the nights would be times where you would cry, you would break down, you would pour your heart out and ask, you know, in desperate need. You know, uh, there's, there's, a, there's a, really a learning point from this and that is that everyone's struggles is different. You know, while, while some people may struggle with uh, their, their spirituality, for example, others may struggle in the simplest things such as like what you've mentioned, staying up late and, you know, for some people, staying up late wouldn't be an issue. But, you know, if you were to think about, oh, you know, maybe if you were to think about the time that you, you could have spent in worship, but you did not because of personal struggles, such as not being able to stay up, you know, it's something that you can't exactly control because everyone is born different. Everyone is born with a different set of um, mindset and stuff. But, you know, I think, I think there is peace in knowing that uh, as mentioned in the previous episode, your intentions and sincerity really makes a whole lot of difference. If you are sincere in wanting to worship, you know, even if you just even trying to stay up, maybe it's the baby steps. If you can't stay up past beyond a certain time, maybe try uh, to push it past another hour and then the next day, maybe another hour, you know. Inshallah, Allah will see that you've made the effort and you've tried your best, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think one thing that everyone, converts and born Muslims alike, should always remember is to never discredit your own efforts because we, we don't know how our efforts are judged by God, right? Like, maybe the effort to us seems small, but maybe to him it's seen as much bigger because, you know, it's, it really is a, a different battlefield for everyone and everyone has something that is unseen to others you know, difficulties and stuff. So, um, my, just, just advice to you, brother, Brian, is don't be too hard on yourself because I think you're not giving yourself enough credit. So, don't, don't fear and always remember that God is all-seeing all and all-knowing. And, um, I actually do relate to, you know, not being able to wake up because, uh, Usually, it's I, I need someone to to physically wake me up, right? Exactly. I, how how do you wake up actually? Um, well, how, actually, what, what are I, your methods of waking up? For me, I I'm kind of the opposite though. I struggle to sleep, so mm. um, when I have difficulty, like it's it's not like so bad to the point that you know, like I would be like I I wouldn't sleep for night, but it's just that some people lean on the side of falling asleep very easily. I lean more on the side of like, um, I usually I have to be on a quite 
tired before I fall asleep. So, and if let's say my daily schedule is still at 10 every night, right? And if I don't get to sleep by the, by the point of time, I'll find it difficult to, to fall asleep because it just, it's just a disruption in my schedule. And I find it hard to nap in the afternoon also. So, like, I guess, I guess, like, for me, if I put an alarm on my phone right, and it rings, right, I'll just wake up. And that has almost never felt before. I guess I don't really relate to the struggle you guys face. Well, one thing you said just now, right, uh, Mira, that, um, you know, that we should take things easier on ourselves. And I think that's very important because uh, a teacher of mine said, you know, um, religion is ease. Anything that is lacking in uh, religion is mercy. Anything is like lacking in mercy is lacking in religion. And uh, the, the in one of the hadiths that we said that we shared the previous session was that um, the most beloved deed to Allah is that which is done regularly, even if it's small. So, I think that 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 was my that was my. Um, I guess I had that in my mind. In the last Ramadan, when I told myself, you know, okay, I'm going to prioritize getting enough rest and making sure that you know, I don't fall sick because when you're too sleep deprived, your immune system is disrupted and you fall sick more, more easily. So, to myself, okay, I'm going to prioritize these things first. There's so many more years down the road, inshallah, if Allah keeps, keeps me alive, that there's so, so many more days and so many more years down the road where I would have a chance to be able to increase my worship gra- gradually. But that, that was the mentality that I had uh, um, going into the night. You know, okay, I'm going to fulfill just just above the, the minimum of what I, what I can do. And next year, I'm going to increase this. And the year after that, I'm, gonna, I'm going to, to increase this. So th- this year, alhamdulillah, um, I was able to pray Torah a bit more. Um, alhamdulillah, uh, more, a bit more than last year. So I heard this one statement before. Increase good deeds gradually and continuously, but whereas for sins, stop them immediately. So, like, um, and of course, you know, like, we're, we're not perfect still, you know, so even oftentimes sins, we can't stop them straight, straight away, but I think this is a good, um, well, I, I, heard, I heard, I read that, and I felt that this uh, might be a good thing to, to incorporate in our life, that when we increase it, when we have a deed, a good deed that we want to do, you know, we should first, make it a habit and slowly increase on that even though it might take long you know but as long as i i believe as long as we have the in the in intention and the plan to to slowly increase it and to keep it um to keep it to keep that deep going in size uh that allah will reward we reward us for our intention like how our brother siddiq shared in the previous lesson that indeed actions are by their intentions. Hmm. I yeah. think it's also very important, especially since we're coming to the end of Ramadan so soon. And, you know, the time that we spend, I, I think we're really blessed during, that we have COVID during this time, uh, during the time that we have Ramadan, even though it does give certain drawbacks, such as not being able to go to the mosque and stuff. Personally, I feel that we are able to uh, have more ibadah. So, you know, I think it's bringing forth this habit that we have inculcated so far you know we managed to have more time to read the quran to go for classes to do everything and you know it's just about how we are able to bring these habits even beyond ramadan even beyond circuit breaker and whether or not we are able to 
really sustain it's really it's just a really really important thing and i think it's something that we should all try to consciously be aware of to constantly strive and to keep these good habits thank you so much both of you uh it's i i personally learned some lessons also from this sharing uh i i noticed that we've had a very you know recurring theme of especially when you talk about the previous three or four episodes we keep talking about habits and 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 actions right but why 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 when you come ramadan and 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 there's a uh, element of uh habits and actions associated with it right but we, we realize that the classes that happen in ramadan they are very short as well they are 45 minutes one hour why why so because ramadan is the time to practice You know, this is not the time to, you know, sit down in in and then spend your entire month reading off a book. But it's the time to practice. It's the time to practice your your Quran. It's the time to practice your adab. It's the time to practice your salat. So it, it, this is why we we find importance in in habits and and actions because this is the month of putting our knowledge into action and practical usage. Then then and and subsequently you you know uh we we talk about uh. Finding a balance between your worship and also uh, your worship and also you know keeping moderation with your with your health. So, uh, brother Ibrahim, you mentioned that uh, you know each each year you try to do something more, which is a good thing. Which is of course uh, you know uh, we should be doing more every year, and uh, we we should see in in a way where uh, we we achieve what we can do feasibly. You know this year. I, I, if you come into Islam, it's no, it's no way. There's no way unless unless Allah shines His hidayah and nur and taufiq and everything upon you. There's no way for you in your first Ramadan to pray a taraweeh twenty rakat to pray a witir twenty rakat, witir uh, three rakat to finish kasam the Quran to to hafiz the Quran to you know you can't do everything in one Ramadan you know. So but we we see what we can do and we try our best to pick it up, you know. And and like what uh you said you know we we stop sins immediately and we put into practice you know into into we we establish habits of good deeds. We we have to understand that you know sometimes we 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 also we it's a very there's a very fine line between knowing knowing and keeping moderation and using progressiveness as an excuse. It's something that Muslims have to also navigate. All of us. I can say that this Ramadan I do something and and I'm not gonna do it until next Ramadan because you know it's it might be too tough for me, but you know if I'm not careful then I might be using it as an excuse. I've personally done it before, so we have to understand there's a balance and we have to navigate that balance. That's that's us being Muslims. That's our job as as a Muslim to know that we try our best to whatever we can possibly do and leave the re- the rest to. Next year, when we have the chance to, but the thing is, we still must do our best. You know why? Because who is to guarantee you there's a next year Ramadan for you? Who is to guarantee you in between right now and next year, right? You won't, you 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 will not be taken back to Allah. How many companions are there in the time of the Prophet? You know, that were not able to take the Shahada with the Prophet because they were not sure, and they say, okay, I'll leave it to next year. You know, when 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 the when the Muslims have won over, then I will join them. But Unfortunately, they were put into the into into the war against the Muslim by 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 the by the people of Mecca, and they died in the war, but not as a Muslim. These these are the mistakes that we have been urged to learn from from the from the previous people, and so we there there's a, there's a fine line. We you know we have to really know that that you know Ramadan is such a niyama to us, a blessing to us that we can not waste. And one way to not waste it is to understand that we might we might not have another Ramadan. 
So do what we can, you know, don't overstretch yourself, but do what we possibly can do as much as we can, you know, to make the best use of this Ramadan. So this is also walking in line of trying to see, okay, there are some, this is a reason, but it's, it's a tool that can already be used as a way to improve myself or to pull myself down. So that's that. Lah. And you talk about baby steps, Mira, and, and that is so, so applicable. You know, sometimes we think baby steps is like, okay, today I'm going to recite one more surah. But no, sometimes we might not even be, might not even be that big, you know. Like uh, Usas Muhsin once mentioned before, you know, uh, we talk about mujahada, which is struggles, you know, you struggle. But mujahada can be, you know, people might think, okay, mujahada is, is after Allahu Akbar, I must have focus in my prayers. No. Maybe your khushu, maybe your mujahada is getting to your prayers. That will be also your effort. That might be also your baby steps. So making sure that, okay, I just need to focus to take my wudu and to focus on getting my prayer when everything in my house is very noisy. That can also be mujahada. So, you know, baby steps can start from everything. Don't, you know, pull ourselves down. Let ourselves be put down by our own thoughts because we think we're not doing good enough. You know, just by waking up and, and saying your dua, Alhamdulillah, Hilladi, Ahyana, Wa Ba'dama, Wa Ilahin Nushur, it's also, can, that can be your, 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 your struggle as well. So, Islam is ease. Truly, Islam is ease and mercy. And the, the person we, we first have to think about is not other people, but yourself. Are you giving yourself enough mercy? Are you giving yourself enough ease? You know, if you can't pray 20 rakat of Taraweh, pray 2 rakat. Then, then go to sleep. Alhamdulillah, tell Allah that I've tried my best, okay? Uh, these two rakats, I, I've had my khushu, i put my focus into it, i tried my best. And, uh, no, I, I think anymore, I might not have enough energy for the next day because I have to go to work and, and, and I have to manage my fast. Maybe it's my first time fasting as well. And and then lastly, you know, that you leave it to Allah. That's all. Alhamdulillah, that's all. So, really very beneficial sharing for both of you. You know, we, it's, the, it's the 25th night of Ramadan. And, and, and there are five nights left. It's not too late to put in some time to, to, to build your, to build your, uh, start with your baby steps and build your habits. You know, you can even be a siwak. Also, also can. You know, and, uh, inshallah, we, we really, we really pray that, you know, Ramadan brings this kind of, uh, drive to all of us as Muslim, business kind of mercy and ease, to, uh, you know, to all of us as Muslims, especially given this situation, we have the time in, in circuit breaker to focus on ourselves. I guess um, different people, different point of their time of their lives uh, require a different thing. A person at a, certain, a specific at a specific point in time in their life might might lean more towards fear, and therefore he would require more hope. A person might be too lax because you know he he. Does not fear enough, and to that person, I think we should admonish. And to the to the previous, to the earlier person, we should we should give glad tidings of hope. So I think, um, and to ourselves especially, I think we should recognize you know, where are we leaning towards at a specific point in time? Are we fall, falling short in our hope of Allah? Are we falling short in our fear of Allah? And I think that's why the translation of taqwa. It's got God consciousness instead of God feariness. I think, uh, speaks to me, speaks to me closer to my heart because, um, being conscious of God is not only fearing His, His punishment, but also, um, knowing that He's there, He sees, that He's with you, He's with you when you're, when you're, when you're patient in trials. He's with you. In like, He's He He, he is with you and. 
he created you, how can he who created you not not know? And he is Arrahman, Arrahim, right? So, so I think, um, yeah, being uh, the balance between fear and hope is very important. Thank you so much, Brother Brian, for your insightful sharing on Ramadan. You know, your insights are pretty similar to Sister Ashalina and other speakers as well, who have mentioned on how important habits are and how important it is to bring these habits forward even beyond Ramadan, you know, for the rest of our years and until the day that we leave this world, inshallah. Thank you so much, guys, for... Thank, thank you so much, guys, for having me on this show. Um, it was a great pleasure and I pray I, I sincerely pray that um, whatever we've discussed so far and throughout uh, would benefit whoever is listening if any convert out there is, is really facing uh, uh, any issues of, of needing guidance or, or needing any companionship in these times of uh, circuit break or even beyond please get in touch with convert central we are more than willing to to offer assistance and and to to have a chat with you actually, uh, of course we're not gonna turn you into a podcast. Don't worry about that. We're just we just want to make friends and 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 help out wherever we can. So, yeah. So yeah. Before uh, let's let's end with uh, Tasbih Kafara and uh, Surah Al As. Um, Subhanakallahumma bihamdika. Ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta. Astaghfiruka wa tubi like. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Wal as innal insana lafi khus illa ladhina amanu wa amilu salihati wa tawasaw bil haqqi wa tawasaw bil sabr. Alhamdulillah. Thank you to both of you for coming on. And uh, thank you for Sister Hafsa uh, behind the scenes uh, guidance. Alhamdulillah. Uh, we will see you guys uh, inshallah uh, for uh, Sister Zoe's uh, sharing on her convert story. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.